Hey, what's up, guys? This is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. the Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. Let's Get It Started, a.k.a. The Future Artist, a.k.a. Fat Denzel. Oh, okay, I'm just playing. But, um, <laughs> we got a special guest today. <laughs> Denzel. Come on, man. <laughs> we got a special guest today. Um, would you like to say your name, kind sir? Yes, uh, I am Patrick Harney. I'm an actor, and uh, I'm here to join <laughs> the Mr. Fat Denzel. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that killed me. Hey, that means hey, uh, <laughs> and we gotta laugh a little bit these That's days. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, man, Patrick, thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Well, awesome, man. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Where are you from? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I'm so I'm so I'm from Michigan. Um, I uh, I've been up. I've been acting for uh, let's see about ten years now. Um, I mm. started I started a musical theater. Uh, I did about six years of that growing up. So I started when I was about 13 and then, um, yeah. And then the last, uh, four years or so I've been, I've been doing film and, uh, yeah, I got, I got bit by the acting bug and it's, uh, and it's just kind of stuck ever since. So, so that's what I'm doing, man. I'm just pushing and pushing, trying to work as much as I can and trying to get as many, uh, get as many quality projects as I can. Hmm. Uh, so do you currently live in like LA or anything like that? Or where are you staying at now or residing? Yeah, no. So, so I'm based in, I'm based in Michigan. Um, I, I, I go to LA a decent amount. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll pretty much go wherever the work is. So if I need to take a trip to LA or if I, if I need to take a trip to like New York or Atlanta or whatever, then I'll, then I'll do that. But I like to kind of keep my home base here in Michigan. I just, uh, you know, I love it here, and I love the, I love the, the environment here. Plus, all all of my family's here too. So, yeah. so yeah. What part of Michigan are you from, my man? Uh, I, I I live in the Lansing area. There's a town in the Lansing area called Hazlitt. So I live. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I live there. You want to know something funny? What's up? Okay, so um. Okay, so my parents were military, right? Mm-hmm. And um, um, after about, like, you know, first six months after I was born, right, we actually lived in Lansing until I was about three, uh, three, four years old. Oh, really? Kid you not. Jeez, man. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, funny. Yeah, man. I had, um, actually had, um, some good family friends that, um, I actually got back in contact with a couple years ago. That uh, they used to watch me because my parents were busy. My dad was working up on the base and everything out there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, like it's weird. Like I kind of remember it because I remember all the snow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember this. I remember so much snow, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Michigan winters, uh, it can be it can be a little rough, or they can be super mild. It's it's kind of funny because we can go from having one day where it's you know 55 60 degrees in january and then the next day we get 12 inches of snow and it's like 
negative 10 degrees. That's that sort of thing is not uncommon. So, uh, and, and it always kind of blows my mind when people freak out here, you know, and they've been living here forever. And they're, they're like, oh, what is going on with this weather? This is crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come on, you live in Michigan. You should, you should know this. This is not, this is not crazy. It sucks, but it's not crazy. <laughs> I think that's just the Midwest in general, because Missouri, because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole model is wait five minutes and the weather will change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Sounds yeah. very familiar. But. Yeah, man. Cause like right now it's like storming and raining. A patch of sun came out for like five seconds and then it started storming <laughs> and raining again. Yeah. Well, was it yesterday or was it yesterday or Sunday? Sunday we had um we had a bunch of rain, but it was it was like really weird there was like a tornado warning and it was just like a monsoon of rain and i was i was getting some photos done and i'm i start looking outside and i see it you know i see it kind of start to sprinkle down i'm like oh okay it's raining and then it just downpoured and then the rain just started going sideways and it was just like a monsoon it was it was unreal oh no <laughs> well, well, it was funny because I talked to my dad, and he he said that he was he was pumping gas when it started raining, and so he's like, "Okay, it's raining," and he was he was under the you know the overhang for right. gas station, and then he said the the rain just turned sideways, almost blew him, almost blew him <laughs> off his feet, and he's like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> he's like, "Tap out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put he put like a couple gallons of gas in the tank, and he's like, "Okay, I'll just get some later." He's like, "Forget funny. this, man." Yeah, like, like man, this is just this getting too violent, man. I feel assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated. <laughs> oh my man! Uh, so like, what kind of um? So what kind of roles do you try to go for, man? Like on your acting side. Oh man. Um, well, one, I mean, I can't be, I can't be too picky, you know, you, you can't be too picky in this, in this business, but, um, but I won't just do anything either. You know, I, uh, generally I like to try to do roles that, um, you know, that challenge me and challenge my, my, you know, skills, you know, I, I, I like to try to see, um, I like to try to see if I can live up to the words on the page, you know, or, or exceed those expectations from the director or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I will say though, I've been, I've been getting asked to do a lot of cop roles <laughs> Really? And just, just cause I have that, I have that look. I mean, I'm, I'm tall. I mean, I'm six, four and You're six, four. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, Six one, I feel kind of short now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, I have the short, you know, a short haircut, and I mean, I mean, I've got a little bit of a beard or a goatee or whatever. But uh, but but yeah, so so I've played a cop, I've played a philosophical stoner, I've played a, uh, I've, I, I've played like a douchey New York executive, <laughs> um, you know, and and also I'll be playing. Uh, there's a project that I'll be doing this summer that I'll be playing. It's, it, it's a period piece it takes place in like the the sixties, late sixties, early seventies. And, um, and I'll be playing a character who's, he's kind of like a, just a world traveler kind of goes, 
goes, uh, you know, on the fly, keeps things loose, and he's he's kind of uh, he's kind of his own his own brand. If you if if you okay. know what I mean, yeah. He's um, his name is Les, and he he's kind of got that 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 aristocrat style to him, and so. So yeah, it'll be cool to see uh, see what goes goes with that project. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, it's called the Denny Dooley story, and mm. yeah, so the Denny Dooley story. Yeah. Wait a, oh wait a minute! I remember um, the uh, similar contact um, we have was telling me about that. Um, he was explaining it to me, and. That really sounds exciting, my man. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool for sure. Um I'm excited to see he's still he's still casting right now, so 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 the full ca- full cast isn't put together yet. Um but but once it is, we'll be sitting down doing a whole table read and everything and and uh kind of going through the kind of getting the first vision that he's got and see uh see see how we can piece it all together yeah about to say sounds like the way you um you sound like you're kind of either nervous about it you're kind of excited about it oh man i'm really excited about it i'm uh, i just don't know a whole lot about it yet uh so yeah so that's why i'm being sort of vague because one i i can't really talk about it a whole lot but also i don't know a whole lot about it i just i just know you know the stuff about my character and then the overall plot line and everything so makes sense so yeah man it'll be cool all right so i take it right now you just kind of doing some research trying to figure it out yeah yep kind of prepping for that and then i'm also doing right now we just got the second script i'm i'm acting and producing on a project called storage with uh jeff cap at, and Shane Shansky over at the Vigilant Entertainment, and and we will be sitting down with um, all all of us producers and the director will sit down, go through you know line by line of the script and uh, see what see things you know that we might want to change or what have you. But I think we're looking to start filming that at the end of the year. Um, or at the top of the ne- of next year, okay. and I've actually it, and it's cool because so I've got some actors in my family, um, and one of them, uh, my cousin Axel Harney, who's a big he's he's he started as a model. I mean, he's model all over the world, and now uh, he he mainly just does some film stuff, and he he's actually bringing his production company onto this project as well. So that's and and he's going to be acting on it. So that'll be kind of cool to you know have that family connection too. That's awesome. Yeah. So so he'll be there for the you know for the sit down and we'll go through everything. Make sure we we like where it's going and we hired uh, we had gotten a, a screenplay writer um, Nolan Bryant. I I think that's how I say his name. I'm totally sorry, Nolan, if I butchered it. Um, <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Nolan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He li- he he lives in Canada. Um, 
and he wrote a great script and you know he kind of took what Jeff's vision was and what his concept was and just turned it into this massive story uh for a feature film and and uh yeah and as of now the flow and everything about for it is just fantastic so so we probably won't really need to make too many changes more so just like personal um you know just kind of personal things that we say well maybe, maybe we could try this and maybe we could try this but yeah he, he he wrote a dynamite script so so you're pretty excited about this project of um this up and coming oh for sure good man that means you're doing it right man i mean to have this type of excitement man that's a lot of people forget to get excited about things my man oh yeah so, well, I, I, I mean, yeah. you have to, I mean, I mean, it's what you do, you know, it's, it's your livelihood and, uh, you know, what the thing that I love about film so much is that it's different every day. It's, uh, it's not, you know, you're just your stereotypical nine to five, you know, desk job, which believe me, I have so much respect for everybody that does that because i know mentally i would go insane i i don't i can't do it i i'm too i'm too fidgety i i can't just sit still for you know for that amount man, of time what are you talking about man i'm saying here bro I'm, i i can't sit there for several hours in the cubicle man no it's tough it's tough but but again i mean i mean i got a lot of respect for people that do because you know it takes a lot. It takes a lot of discipline and a lot of mental discipline. So. Oh yeah, my mom's like that, man. My mom's militant. She even said that military training came in there to keep my patients up in this like office. I gotta work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, uh, yeah, it's that's definitely not for me. So I completely understand. Yeah. It's like, I can get props to anybody in any industry they're in, whether it's blue collar, white collar. That means they got the skills to pay the bills because obviously they're doing what they like or they're just really hardworking individuals. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes I think we forget that to respect each other's, you know, occupation, whether whether we're that guy that works at, you know, the local factory or maybe we're a bureaucrat working in the IRS or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the way I see it is if you have a job, you've got a job, you know, and be happy that you've got a job. I mean, it's I mean, right now there's, you know, it's an it's a. There's a there's a lot of jobs out there, but there's a lot of people looking for jobs, too. And and, and luckily, you know, a lot of people are able to find jobs and uh, and that's great. I mean. You know, every job is important because, oh, if yeah. it, it, I mean, if it's paying your bills, then it's paying your bills. So Sometimes it might not be the prettiest job, and, but it's something to pay your bills. Because, I mean, we live in a country where we at least got that opportunity. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of countries where work is scarce and pay is awful. And yeah, the working conditions is terrible. And yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, I think people tend to forget sometimes how how blessed and and lucky we are to be able to have those opportunities. So, 
It's like we got food around the corner everywhere. We got this. <laughs> we got, I mean, I mean, we forget that. I mean, even in some parts and just like our home base of America, we forget that you know there are some people struggling out harder than a lot of us. Yeah. I'm in a situation where at least you know I got a roof over my head. The neighborhood I live in it isn't like you know full of trauma or anything like that. It's a good place to be. Yeah, well, good man. Yeah, man. Like I gotta remember not to be. Cause I mean, sometimes I feel like you know entitlement has been kind of the thing these days. Oh yeah, man. I look at you know I I look at. Uh, some of the you know some of the younger kids and even even some people my age i don't know why i'm acting so like i'm like i'm so old i'm only 23 but um oh man you made me feel old (laughs) i'm 29 man oh bro come on (laughs) but uh (laughs) but but man i'll you know i'll I'll listen to even some people around my age or a few years younger than me talk and i just want to slap them in the face because because i'm like are you kidding like you know have have some respect and like work hard like you know you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere if you just sit there and say oh i deserve this i deserve this i deserve this like you don't deserve anything if you haven't worked for you know like you gotta work for it and earn earn what you get that was something that my parents taught me from a very young age is earn everything that you get nothing's gonna be handed to you facts I mean, and I mean, if you really want something in life, a lot of these, like a lot of these kids, like they think, for instance, like fame. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like people always think that fame can be an overnight thing; it's an instant thing. Like they don't realize a lot of these people had to put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Like think about the YouTube stars, for, for instance. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a YouTube page at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but they I mean, don't realize. I mean, I mean, I've got one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, like, they don't realize you got to put in the work. You can't, like, some people had to literally invest their time, you know, set up a good, um, good set up a good time to do this, like, every week or every day. And, market themselves and do whatever like plus plus you got to edit the whole video you know you got to edit every single video yeah like it takes a long time i've been seeing some of these guys have been doing it for years you know timothy de la ghetto jk news Mm -hmm. and a couple other channels and they had to work really hard to get their subscribers like they were still working regular nine to fives like there was this guy I was watching. Um, he kind of like travels around in like Southeast Asia and stuff like that. And he was self-funding him doing this travel show for quite a while. He was talking about he was going to get like 120 bucks um, in monetization, like his first like two years. Ooh, yeah. Wow. And he was self-funding this trip that he was in uh, Vietnam for like a while. Like he had to go ahead and shake hands, kiss babies, and all that kind of stuff to get some oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You got to play the game a little bit, you know. I mean, heck yeah. I mean, I got people telling me like, 
I want to do a podcast. I want to do this. I'm like, okay, dope. But um, there's no, it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of money to invest. Yeah, I was going to say, do you really want to? You know, it's like, it's like people think they, you know, they can just, oh, yeah, I'll just like grab a microphone on my computer and I'm good, right? Well, no, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot more to it. And, and also, you know, it always kills me when, um, you know, when I talk with people who, you know, you know, who, who know that I'm an actor and, and they say, you know, oh, so, you know, so, you know, so how soon do you think you'll be famous? And hmm. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this to be famous. I'm doing this because I love acting and I want to, you know, be able to do it full time, uh, you know, constant, you know, working as much as I can. If any sort of fame and recognition comes with it, then so be it. But I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it for that. Now, would I, would I be, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I don't want to become one of the top actors, but, but I'm not doing it to be a star. You know, I'm just doing it because I want to work with the top people and I want to work with the best of the best. So yeah, it always, it's always funny to me when, um, I learned very early on my, uh, my other cousin who's an actor he's, his name's michael j harney he was uh he was sam healy on on orange is the new black and oh really yeah yeah and he was just in a star is born uh he's got a show that he's on on the history channel called project blue book um i mean, I mean he's been acting for for years and so he's been kind of mentoring me and That's- uh and and he told me he said you know there's a big there's a big difference between um, being a working actor and, and being a star, you know, anybody can be a star, but generally that, you know, that star dies out that, or, or, or that stardom dies out. He said, but to have a, a to have longevity in your career, you know, that like, that's the real, that's the real goal. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I mean, look at people who have been acting for like literally their whole lives you know, take, uh, take guys like, uh, well, like Jason Bateman. I mean, he's been acting since he was a kid, you know, or like Neil Patrick Harris or, you know, just guys that have been doing it for years and years and years and years. And, um, and they find ways to, you know, stay, stay working and mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And it's consistent. Like they've been consistent with their careers. Yep. I mean, heck, there was a time where we didn't see Neil Patrick Harris, and then, like, he popped up on the Harold and Kumar movies, and we're like, <laughs> WTF? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, we didn't see that coming, like, but he made it work. He made something that was completely opposite of who he is in real life, and it was probably one of the hottest things he did for his career. Yeah. And now we don't know him as, like, Oh, that's Doogie Howser. Now we know him as oh, that's dude that uh, played Barney on um How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and dude himself and freaking Harold and Kumar or um in that Seth MacFarlane movie stuff. Like he just like he's doing different things. He's making sure he, he doesn't get just stuck in one place. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah. Well, it's hard well, for some child well, actors to get out of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and some of them. You know, I mean, I mean, some of them really take a nosedive too. 
Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, look at guys like like Zach Efron, for example. Oh, I mean, he, I mean, example. I mean, he got famous being this little Disney pop star, you know, on High School Musical, and and then now he just played Ted Bundy, like, and he killed it. Oh, he absolutely killed it, man. He was so good in that movie. And so, you know, I, I look at it as, well, one, it's good that, you know, all these, all of the big actors that you see, you know, they have multiple streams of income, which is good. They don't just, they don't just rely on acting to make money, you know, um, because. You put your hand in different pots in this day and age. Exactly. Yeah. And especially in, especially in that business. Um, you know, because you don't know when your next film or your next show or whatever is coming. And so got to be able to have something that, uh, you know, that keeps, uh, keeps that, that, that money coming in. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Zach, he, you know, goes from Troy Bolton to playing the, (laughs) uh, I don't remember the character's name, but, uh, you know, the frat star in neighbors and, Oh, uh, yeah, like, he kind of, like, transformed his career. Cause it's just like, he was like, okay, I want to get myself out of the Disney brand. Yeah. I want to be the golden boy that danced on a golf course. <laughs> did a plie. That dance on a golf course, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right, man. I mean, he, he went from the, the polished, you know, clean-cut kid to the, the wild frat bro style to... You know, and so and now he's getting into more serious and um, you know deeper roles, and yeah, yeah, I think his I think his career has gone really well. Obviously, it's gone really well for him, but in oh, terms yeah. of in terms of the the uh, trajectory, you know, of where he's going in his career has been really cool to see. I mean, so right now he's a sex symbol. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 dudes. That is a handsome man, I will say. <laughs> I don't understand how anybody can have abs like that. How See, is that possible? That just looks like it hurts. I, I don't think I want that. I don't want that. That I mean, looks seriously? like that that looks like um <laughs> that looks like he just like dried himself out, you know, only eats like chicken breast and broccoli or and fish, like that's it. <laughs> you know. Like I mean, it, it just it just looked painful. It was yeah, too lean. <laughs> I mean seriously, man, he got that insta chest and yeah, insta man. abs. I'm like, yeah, dude. Okay, dude's how, unreal. that looks physically impossible. Yeah, yeah, dude's unreal. Uh, I mean, we got people like the Rock, so that makes sense. <laughs> dude, uh, he's just not even he's not even human. I'm I'm convinced that he's got some sort of mechanical whatever in in him because that man is he is massive he's a massive human being i mean he's like six four like mm-hmm. 200 265 pounds of just muscle and he got a size 14 shoe yeah dude's got like no fat on him that's okay. insane that's insane I remember watching uh fast and the furious and ludicrous like dialed his number it was Black Thor. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. That's right. I was like, man, I don't know how understand how some of these guys are getting so ripped. Like, 
you know, like Hugh Jackman was getting trained by The Rock when he was doing the um, when he was doing the Wolverine movies. Oh yeah, yeah, man. He was talking about he was in like nine chicken breasts and like like well, hitting well, the gym three times a day. Well, The like, Rock. I I read something that like The Rock eats like two hundred like fifty six pounds of cod a year. Wow. Or something like that. Um. But yeah, and and with Hugh Jackman, I remember watching an interview with him, and he was talking about um, how he got to the point when he was playing Wolverine that no matter no matter what shape he was in, it would only take him six months to get back into Wolverine shape. Wow, which is crazy because that I mean that's like heavy discipline, you know. But see, uh, but see, another thing is like, you know, we see these movies come out and everything and we say, you know, oh man, how did this guy get ripped so quickly? But you got to think like they're literally getting paid to go to the gym every day for like five, six months. I mean, if, and they have personal trainers, nutritionists, you know, that are making, and chefs that are making them food and you know, I mean, if I had all that, hell, hell yeah, I mean, I'd be ripped too. I'd be shredded up like, uh, <laughs> you know, like them. So, yeah. one day, one day. What I'm talking about, like, well, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills, man. Oh, like, yeah. Another person I know that's dedicated, does that kind of stuff, like he'll gain weight or he'll lose weight, is Jonah Hill. Like, yeah. But it, yeah, I feel like some of that though might be like he might just be one of those guys that puts on weight really easily and can drop weight really easily, you know, kind of fluctuates. I mean, same with like De Niro and stuff like that. De Niro was that way too. Yeah. No, wait a minute, not De Niro. Um, who am I thinking of? Um, Jack, um, uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Jack Nicholson did the same thing when he played a couple roles. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, to be an actor, man, that's some dedication within some dedication. So, yeah, <laughs> it's... I uh, power to you on that one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of... prep time that, you know, you got to basically set the deadline for yourself, um, which I know can sometimes be hard. Especially for people that are like procrastinators. Oh you know, yeah. When it comes to filming and stuff, I've I've learned that I can't be a you know that I can't procrastinate because I need to make sure that I've got that script down. I need to make sure my body is how I need needs to be for the film. And um, you know, like I'll I'll probably for this film coming up uh, in July and August, I'll probably. Hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll be working to try to lose some because I, I, I had knee surgery back in February, so I haven't been able mm. to be as active as I would have liked. And because of that, put on, you know, a couple LBs, you know, I'm not I'm not big by any means, but, you know, I want to yeah. try to want to try to cut it down a little bit to to where I want it to. And just got um, got a few extra pounds in a couple places that I don't want it to be. So. So yeah, so I'll be doing that, and um, <clears throat> you know, I've I've been pushing, trying to get a little bit bigger, uh, muscle wise. So 
now I just gotta trim off some of the fat and get ready for get ready for the film. Hey man, like sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, especially for your health, man. I'm sorry about your injury, man. Oh no, it was it, man, man. It was an old man injury. I had a torn meniscus. I'm 23 and I had a torn meniscus. You don't, you don't get that in the, you don't get that till you're like 50, you know. So, um, I say, um, were you playing sports or something too? Yeah, yeah, I was playing basketball. I remember, and it was funny because I remember the exact play that happened. We were playing. It was last summer, so I went like six months without it or without doing anything to it or getting getting it checked, and um. Mm-hmm. I was playing. I was playing some basketball with some friends, and um, we were playing at an outdoor court. It was like late at night, and there's lights up and everything. And I was running to go get a ball. It was, it was about to go out of bounds, and a a guy who he's not really much of an athlete, but he just tries hard. Started running, and he just basically cut me off, and I had to like stop real quick. And I stopped right on you know on my right foot. And I felt this like this pop, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's good." So, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, I thought I just strained something, so I just kind of stayed off it for a little bit, and then I just went back out and kept playing. I'd played like a in like a sand like a beer volleyball league with uh, some people at my gym. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was playing on it, and yeah, it was hurting, but I was like, uh, "It'll be fine." And um, found out that I had a torn meniscus and some cartilage floating around. In my knee. So, so yeah, they had to go in and clean that up. So now I'm just trying to strengthen my, because my quad basically <laughs> became non-existent after that surgery. So, so I'm trying to build that back up. But. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to be more careful, sir. You're only 23. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, jeez, it's unreal, man. It was it was funny because because everybody kept calling me D Rose. And <laughs> a couple oh. of Derek Rose. I was like, man, don't do me like that. <laughs> okay, that's just cold. I know. Don't do me like that. I'm not that bad. D Rose is an anomaly, man. I don't understand how he got injured so much. That dude's oh. gonna be in a wheelchair by the time he's 40. Oh. I was like, man, I be filming for these athletes, man. But the D rolls that had that happen to him over and over. And over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, it's just like, do you just call it? You know, after the first couple, do you just do you just call it? Because clearly, eat the signs. Go yeah, do something else. <laughs> Clearly, clearly, God's telling you to like chill out, bro. <laughs> your 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 body bro. can't keep up with your skills. Like, I done told you, D. I done told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you want to go out and play? All right, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and that was the sound that we were expecting. Yep. And there goes another season. Well, it, it, was, it was to the point where, I mean, he'd come back and... People could start calling when he was going to give out. You know, they'd say, oh, "I get, I give him like fifteen games." <laughs> oh my! You know, God. and then boom, snap! You see a headline: Derrick Rose out for season. <laughs> like, oh yep, okay. <laughs> it's just like it didn't even become a shocker anymore. It's just like, oh, well, he tried really hard this season. Yeah, <laughs> he tried. He tried. Yeah. He tried his he, best. 
He he had a great attitude. He he was a great teammate all season. <laughs> and like, well, I mean, anyway, so um, LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, Le- <laughs> Curry. You know, like it's just like uh. Speaking of which, it, speaking of which, how, how about how about the Warriors sweeping the Trailblazers? Oh my gosh. Everybody was all like, I had a lot of people on my timeline super mad about that. Like, they were just like, "Man, I thought the Blazers had a tra- had a chance." Man, I lost fifty dollars. I'm like, "Why would you bet fifty dollars on the Trailblazers against the Warriors?" That's not used to the Trailblazers do anything. Man, Dame is good, but he's he needs. I mean, he's Damian Lillard, but at the same time, it's just like. He's only Damian Lillard, you know. <laughs> he's he's I mean, not. They got Durant, Curry. They they got Ray all these Ron, star key players. Man, they got they they have a whole their whole starting five is all stars. I mean, it's it's like watching the '95 Bulls or something. Yeah, no, yeah, really. And was, and what was funny was when when KD went down with his injury, everybody was like, "Oh man, the Warriors are done. The Warriors are done." Like, dude, they were they were they went seventy two and ten without KD. So what's that tell you? Like, people forget that. Like, and and I'm not I'm I'm not like a, you know I'm not like a diehard like Warriors fan. They're they're just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I, it was funny because I saw this thing on Instagram. It was a, it was a it was a picture of Rodney Hood, <laughs> and it goes. It goes rest in peace to Rodney Hood, and said he didn't die. It's just sad that he's gotten sw- or that he's gotten uh, swept by the by the Warriors three years in a row. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it shows a picture of him getting like swarmed <laughs> all three years by <laughs> by the D- or by the Warriors. Yeah, that was funny. That that's cold. Yeah. Oh, dude, and then uh, did you see the the press conference? Uh, with the Lakers, <laughs> with with Frank Vogel, because he's he's their new coach. Mm-hmm. Dude, the disrespect that one of the reporters gave gave him when he, when he was talking about when he was talking to him and the owner, he goes, he was asking the owner a question, and he said, and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing, so I you know f- forgive me if I don't get it perfectly correct, but so but he goes, he goes. Um, yeah, you know, so I know there's there was a lot of names, uh, there's a lot of names floating around as to who would be the be the coach, and and you know, seeing that you know that Frank is, wasn't really a top choice, uh, and and knowing you know that you were talking with Ty Lu and uh, and he said somebody else I couldn't remember, and, and he said so you know so what went wrong in the coaching search that that you had that. Ended up coming to Frank. Oh, and and, oh. No dis- and no disrespect to you, Frank, but but like but like what went wrong? <laughs> that was a horrible interview question. Oh my gosh, dude! Frank just sat there with this most uncomfortable stare, uh, just like I, off into the distance because because he just got slapped. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that dude basically just like point blank just shot him in the face with this question. <laughs> Headshot. <laughs> oh man. Hey, how was he supposed to react? Avoid him. <laughs> I was just like, 
God, I just want to crawl under this table right now. This dude being so disrespectful. Yeah. I want to jump across that room right now and slap the taste out of his mouth in that microphone. Well, <laughs> well, and it was funny because the owner was, you could tell he was kind of caught off guard. And he goes, oh, well, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was like a, like a downgrade or, or that we settled. It was, you know, it was more so we were just testing our options and uh, we, we think Frank, can give the best uh, can can give the best results. I mean, obviously he was just pulling it, you know, pulling it out of his butt, trying to trying to figure out how he can salvage some sort of dignity for for Frank Vogel. But yeah, I mean, look at it. I mean, the fact that they even made it that far should tell you something. I mean, they're trying, and they got one good key player. I mean. They were going against a team that, unfortunately, outclassed them this year again. Yeah. But it was more of, hey, like, it's not like they had a bad record this year or anything like that. Like, okay. I mean, it was just kind of expected, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I say this as a casual NBA fan, because I've just gotten back into the league, like, in the last couple years myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the league is exciting again. It's like, I feel like it's the renaissance period of the 90s and that, like, like late 80s and stuff. Yeah. And I was actually surprised to see the Trailblazers of all teams. Because when you think the Trailblazers, you're thinking, Oregon? Yeah. Trailblazers? Really? (laughs) The place where they make Portlandia and hipsters? Yeah, and hipsters. Well, the one thing though that does bother me about the NBA is, I mean, you can't touch anybody now. I mean, you can't. You absolutely cannot touch. I mean, everything is a foul, and and also the amount of traveling. Like James Harden pisses me off, man. I can't stand watching him play because <laughs> that step back. I'm sorry, but it's not a step back. It's a travel. Like, oh, he's playing travel. like a street ball. It's a travel every single time. He, I mean, I mean, he might as well jump off the chairs and you know, be like jumping off the score table and stuff, like doing flips because he's taking the same amount of steps. I mean, I mean, anybody can can hit daggers when they're wide open because they just like took three steps to separate from the defender who thinks you're gonna dribble. You know, or you picked up your dribble and be like, oh, he can't move now. And then he just boop, boop, and shoots. I mean, Harden got that goal step, though. So you don't know what he's going to do next. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, he, you know, he's good. I'm not saying he's bad. He's good. But I hate it when people are like, oh, yo, oh, man, that, you know, that, that step back was nasty. Well, yeah, it was nasty because it was a travel. It was gross. (laughs) You know? I mean, too. I mean, hey, guys play the way they want to play these days. Like, I can see they're trying to mix a little bit of essence of street ball into the game these days. Yeah. Just because they want to keep butts in the seat. Because remember, like, that period of, like, early 2000. Dude, that was the best time in basketball. Like, that was the best time to grow up, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like the like the early to mid-2000s, man. All of the, just all of the flashiness and the, insane dunks he had you had vince carter t-mac tracy mcgrady man i was a huge tracy mcgrady fan growing up and uh kobe was coming into it jason kidd kevin garnett 
you know, all those guys were Shaq, Allen Iverson. Oh, see, those were like some golden years. Even like, because people were worried, like post Jordan, what was going to happen? Yeah, I remember that small period from when he retired, and then he tried to make the attempt to go play for um, what was the team? Um, the Wizards. Yeah. Oh, I wish he wouldn't have did that. Like Mike, you got a legacy. Why are you doing this? But dude, I mean, he was. He was still putting up games that were like 50-point games. The man was 40 years old. Well, because he's Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> his team wasn't Michael Jordan. No. Yeah, his team was garbage. But, but see, that was <laughs> when he had like like a young Rip Hamilton. Oh, um, my gosh. I forgot about Rip Hamilton being on Yeah. Team. That's right. That is right. I had totally forgotten about that. But I remember that small period of where, like, the NBA was kind of, like, just, like, dead for a while. Yeah, it was kind of the, well, was it, like, the late 90s? Like, the late, late 90s? Because all these guys were, were young coming in. Oh, yeah. I would say, like, at that time... We still had Miller, but most of the guys that um, that were in the '90s, they were all starting to kind of fade out and retire. Just yeah. Like, Reggie Miller, I think, was like one of the last of the OGs of that era, where it was like you know Jordan and Pippen, and you know from the Bird era or that kind of era. Like yeah. Since like the '80s and stuff. Yeah. And I remember like even Reggie Miller said that I was watching this um. ESPN documentary on Reggie Miller because, you know, they were talking about the fact that he never got a ring. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I went through too many eras. And then when the era of Kobe happened, I knew I needed to retire. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Kobe Kobe came into the league in, was it 96? It was about 96 because I remember they traded Shaq that year. Okay. Yeah, so Kobe Kobe came in Kobe came in in ninety six. Iverson came in. Did he come in ninety? No, he came in in ninety six also. Oh yeah, because that was the same year he crossed over Jordan. Yep, and then let's see, T Mac came in in ninety seven. Vince Carter came in in ninety eight. Um. Yeah, and at that point, like Tim Duncan was coming in, he was real young, and David Robinson. Which, by the way, talk about a great guy to learn under. Yeah, that's true. The Admiral. Um, yeah. So. A lot of great guys. They were just super young at the time. So oh, yeah. That's just like late 90s period where it's just like, what's going to be the new big thing that comes out? And then once the 2000s hit, that's when it started getting hot again. They brought back the slam dunk competition. Yeah. And stuff like that just to keep things exciting again. Because I remember it was kind of rough for a while. Like, I had stopped watching for, like, a good long period. Like, but to see where the game is kind of elevated in a lot of aspects is interesting now. Now, I got a question. Have you seen that three-ball show, uh, the three-ball uh, basketball? I have seen a little bit of it, yeah. What's your thoughts on it? I think it's kind of hokey. I think... <laughs> I think uh... I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's it's entertaining. That I mean, that's for sure. But 
I feel like it's kind of a way for, you know, a lot of these NBA players that were just kind of role players mm-hmm. that aren't in the league anymore to, to kind of continue playing and have some fun. I mean, I mean, I, I think it's fun. I think it's entertaining and it's kind of, you know, it's fresh. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't don't really have anything against it. Yeah, I will say this, because, like, the fact that, like, you know, it's Ice Cube doing this, because I know he's a huge basketball fan, and then he got Michael Rappaport as one of the um, commentators. Which is a great choice, by the way. (laughs) Michael Rappaport can talk for hours, man. Yeah, (laughs) dude. (laughs) That's one guy I would love to talk to one day, It's just... If I can just put it out in the existence in the universe, Michael Rappaport, listen to the show and be like, yo, I need to get on this show right now. <laughs> like, dude, just, and he has no filter. He has none. no filter. <laughs> if you are garbage, he will straight up say it to your face. He does not care. <laughs> he has no filter. Like, every time I find out he's on like a podcast or some type of show, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I gotta have the roughest day in the world, and then Michael Rappaport shows up on like somebody's radar or stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, I'm watching this. <laughs> yep. Well, and, okay. and and it's it's kind of the same with him and like um, there's two other guys that I really like, um, Bill Burr and Chris D'Elia. Oh, I love those guys. Which Chris D'Elia just got put in Logic and Eminem's new song, Homicide. That was funny. Dude, oh my, oh my God. God. So <laughs> Too many napkins. Too many napkins. I'm, be- I'm back with in on a blamkin. <laughs> I'm like, what's a blamkin? <laughs> and then the fact that Eminem tweeted, me and Chris D'Elia are going to battle. And Chris D'Elia responded with a, with a picture of a of a bunch of packs of napkins in his trunk and he goes, yeah, man, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was it all starting when he was imitating Eminem with the freestyles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. man, that was great. You know, um, a lot of people don't talk about, I like Theo Vaughn too. And I like it when him and Chris D'Elia get together because they talk so much shit to each other. <laughs> Well, and it's kind of that way with um, with Brian Callen also. Brian Callen oh. and, and, and Chris D'Elia go at it all the time. Oh, Chris D'Elia got like the best imitation of Brian Callen. <laughs> oh, so you watch Fighter and the Kid? Uh, no, I don't. Mm-mm. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. Like, if you listen to Fighter and the Kid, man, like there's a couple episodes where like Chris be up on that show, right? Okay. And he'll do like the best Callen impression i've ever heard he's like i'm the kid even though i'm like almost 50 <laughs> <laughs> it's not like i got a smoking habit but i'm a kid <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I, and then, like, I love bill burr man like dude wait, he's... Man, i just thought about something get bill burr and michael rapaport in the same room together oh man who's winning that argument Dude, I don't know if there's enough oxygen in that room for them to both be in it. I don't. <laughs> the day that um, happens, my life is complete, man. Dude, <laughs> I think who would win? I feel like Bill Burr. You because think so? because Bill Burr, he just goes. Li- he's 
he thinks very logically, whereas Rappaport thinks very emotionally, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, sometimes Rappaport will have some, like, logic in there. But, you know, he's, like, old school New York, man. He's, like, from the aggressive, like, Yeah. But so is Bill Burr from Boston, man. He's I just... Mean, I don't know. It's like, it's two Irish dudes. <laughs> I just, like... Yeah. I just started... I was like, this is either going to end bad or this is going to end to the point where, like, they're, like, so alike, they're going to hate each other. It's going to be, like, a beef. Yep. <laughs> or they'll just agree with each other on everything. <laughs> you I, know? I'm I'm not gonna lie, I would love to see the dumpster fire of an interview. This will be because I already know it's gonna go off the kilter. It's gonna be politically incorrect. Oh it's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be what people expect it to be. It's gonna yep. be everything. Yep, I watch a lot of. Uh, well, I guess I I, wa- I watch it on YouTube, but I watch a lot of Joe Rogan's podcasts. Oh, I love Joe Rogan's podcast. Dude, he can he can he can talk and hold his own like hold an intelligent conversation with absolutely anybody yes. about anything. That blows my mind. Yeah, he's worth listening to for like three hours or something like that. Yeah, I haven't really gotten bored with a Joe Rogan talk. No, like I haven't like either. Tyson talk. You know, I was excited though. I was <laughs> hoping he would get Kanye West in there though. Hey, what's up, man? I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> T- you know, he about- has a podcast. Mike Tyson's podcast. Oh my god, it's actually pretty interesting too. It's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Oh my and, god! And they actually be smoking, <laughs> so they'll be like smoking weed and stuff like that in the podcast, lighting up joints and stuff, and be talking to like a whole bunch of different people. Like they had Meta World Peace on there. Oh jeez. Tito Ortiz was on there smoking weed. Like I was like. Some of these people I did not know smoked weed. He had Roseanne Barr smoking weed. They they probably don't, <laughs> but they know that if they go on a show, they gotta they gotta live up to the expectation. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like Logic smokes weed, but he didn't smoke when he went on the show. Yeah, and that's why I was like, huh? <laughs> he was talking about he did DMT, and it's changed his life. It's like, man, you gotta talk about. We gotta talk about the toe. Like you ever did that toad? He's talking to Onyx as they're like oh, lighting up a couple joints. Like, oh Mike, I never tried that, man. Like, I'm from I'm from like Jersey, man. We don't know anything about that DMT. <laughs> Jeez. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I feel like I feel like everybody's got a podcast now. Or they're starting. It's it's kinda like that YouTube channel thing, you know? Oh yeah. You know, every everybody's got a YouTube channel. Everybody's got a podcast. But yeah. but that but that's what's big right now. Everybody, I mean, podcasts are huge right now. Yeah, like there's those girls um, with the podcast guys we like, um, guys that we, um, guys that we fucked. I believe is what it's called. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those girls. Wow, they were actually just in town not too long ago, and like sold out tickets. At a venue, and they just doing a regular podcast. Wow, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's happening? Making of a murderer, my favorite murderer. Like, you got all these like different podcasts. They're just doing like tours, like they're like rock stars or something like that. Jeez, that's crazy. It's like it would be dope to be that fa- like to be in that category of like you know podcasts and whatever. I would just like to make. You know, make this podcast relevant. 
whatever else happens, man, I'm just enjoying the ride, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And one thing well, I love about this is I get to talk to dope people like yourself. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, man, this, this is it's been a good uh, it's been a good talk. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Because, you know, sometimes you can go on, you know, you can talk on shows or whatever, and it's just like, it's just lame, you know? It's just all business, 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 which is fine. But, you know, but you don't talk about the NBA or talk about, you know, like YouTube and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, like, you got to have a little bit of fun, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't think I could, like, you know, talk like, well, this is another episode of the NPR talk <laughs> today. We have a special guest. Um, he is called Patrick Hardy. Um, he's from um, he's from the great state of Michigan, and um, today we're going to go into his acting roles. And um, yeah, we're also going to talk about what he had for lunch. What did you? What, have for lunch? what, what did you have for lunch? <laughs> it's like I had a ham sandwich. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he had a ham sandwich. <laughs> he had a ham sandwich. He's like he's eating it right now, actually. See, this is turning to an ASMR of interview. <laughs> so we talk like this. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's like it's like a golf channel, you know. <laughs> like seriously, I have um, I got a pro wrestling promoter fan uh, friend, right? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me. Okay, one of his uh, pro wrestlers has this gimmick where, like, he's, like, this huge, like, wine connoisseur. And, you know, he's kind of, like, trying to be, you know, the, the aristocrat, you know, hoity-toity guy, right? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is he actually does own a vineyard. So they had to go do, they're, you know, they're doing, like, the broadcast tour. They're going around and, um, like, talking to different people, doing podcasts and everything. And he was t- telling me, that like he brought him on the NPR show and he just like flipped their world upside down. Like he was like, Yeah, you know, I know myself I like a nice um a nice reserve. Um I have a private stock that I like to call the um the Midwest Sherry. But at the same time, we're gonna body slam them, we're gonna put them down <laughs> <laughs> he like, he We're gonna to body like i was dead man like i didn't know i was like what were y'all doing on npr in the first place yeah like oh they thought it'd be interesting to talk to the pro wrestlers did they expect what they were getting um no not at all dude that's hilarious (laughs) man (laughs) so we're gonna talk about a bunch of different wines today and then we're gonna body slam them into the ground (laughs) And then I'm gonna go ahead and um make a um um a nice rose. Um, <laughs> that um I want to add like a couple um a couple pounds of sugar to and I'll put in a nice oak barrel. Which I let to throw on my opponent's head. Come to our <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like that John Cena uh prank call thing from that radio oh station. You remember gosh. that? That oh, was the miss. <laughs> They're like super calm and uh oh man, I can't remember what the It's like, hey, is um Champ there? <laughs> like who? Ch- Champ? <laughs> who was Champ? 
<laughs> that You'll is the question we're going to find week. out. <laughs> You'll find out this weekend on WWE with John Cena. <laughs> and the Undertaker in the Shoot Some Letters match <laughs> at oh, WWE SuperSlam. <laughs> 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 All the horns and <laughs> explosions and everything. Oh, my God. That was great, dude. I remember hearing that for the first time, and I couldn't stop laughing. I, I listened to it like five times in a row because I, I couldn't stop listening to it. Man, I was in tears, bro. Oh. Like, literally, I was crying. I was like, I was laughing so hard, man. I was crying, bro. Like, <laughs> and just to see the lady's reaction to how she was just flipping out to. Oh, um, my gosh, yeah. It's like there will not be any wrestling in the house. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, man, you have time to support your troops. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're so mean for this. <laughs> because a Marine will be fighting for his country in the showdown this weekend. <laughs> for WWE. That's <laughs> Oh my god! Man, have, have you seen? Uh, have you seen any of the YouTube channel? The, there's a YouTube challenge going on right now, um, hmm. and uh, and so my my girlfriend and I we have a we we have a YouTube channel and and Ooh, so lady, our huh? oh yeah and um and and so our next video is going to be this challenge, but the challenge is um so you you let the person in front of you decide what you're going to eat for 24 hours. So, so for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you go to, you go to a different drive through for each and you have to order what the person in front of you ordered, like exactly what they ordered. So when you get to the, when you get to the, to the speaker, just say, you know, can I get exactly what the person in front of me just got? Huh? And you don't know how much they got. You don't know what the, you know, what the price is or anything you just got to go with it and um and it's it's funny because like it sounds super like not lame but just kind of boring it's like okay you're just eating you know just a a surprise meal but dude there are dozens of these videos on youtube right now and all of them have like hundreds of thousands of views some of them have millions of views like i don't know why but it is so popular right now like it's unreal that's that's almost stranger than the tide pods yeah (laughs) i mean i mean nobody was really eating the tide pods but at the same time there are some weird fads going on right now (laughs) yeah man you know but uh but who knows? I mean, I mean, we're gonna try it. Um, well, I well, we already did it. I'm 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 editing the video right now, but uh, but yeah, we'll be putting it up this week. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Yeah, it's uh, it's Sam and Patrick. So you can find us. We we like our first video. We talked about like because because she's really really big into health and wellness and you know healthy living and. Um, and she's actually, she's taught me a lot about, you know, uh, about healthy foods and, um, and so we, we did a video on, uh, like eight healthy brands, you know, that, 
that that you'll love and um so like so like all and a lot of them are like snack brands so like so like halo top ice cream or or simple mills cookies that's made with almond flour and um and siete chips it's made with cassava flour you know it's not the corn you know right. it's not starchy and all that stuff and we also did one making like like cauliflower fried rice like chicken cauliflower fried rice and um you know and then we did like seven like healthy swaps you know and 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 we're we're gonna start doing some of these like challenge things and um and doing some vlogging and stuff but uh but yeah so we um i got this this book it's called it's called the the adventure challenge and basically like you and your significant other there's a there's a bunch of different challenges in the book and so you you know scrape it off or whatever and and like one of them is like it's basically something that you can do with, you know, with your partner and, um, you know, basically they're basically date ideas. And like one of them was, um, you know, bake an apple pie together. However, the person who, um, is, has the least amount of cooking experience is blindfolded and the other person has to make everything, but using the blindfolded person's hands. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, and see, and see how the pie comes out, you know, and so you know, so it's stuff like that. Um, it's cool and it's uh, it, you know, it's fun, keeps things fresh, and um, hey, you yeah. never stop dating your lady, man. How long y'all been together? Uh, we've been together for let's see, June sixteenth will be two years. Um, okay, we, but that's like a, that's like officially, so like unofficially been together for like two and a half years but congratulations on two years of magic my man thank you man yeah she's a great lady she keeps me uh she keeps me keeps me in line <laughs> keeps Shout out me. To Sam. yes yes but it's like, hopefully maybe one day she'll be um future mrs harney we'll see how it goes oh yeah that well, well that's the plan for sure oh that is the plan, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not letting her go. I'm I'm not letting her go for sure. <laughs> well, ladies, he's off the market. I'm off so. the market, man. <laughs> yeah, so no sliding in his DMs, or else you're gonna feel the wrath of Sam. Woo! And trust me, you don't want to feel the wrath of Sam. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, man, I'm Michigan girls don't play. No, they don't. <laughs> hey, it, it's just something about the Midwest girls in general, man. They do not play when it comes to their dudes. No, so, man. They're uh, they're they're nice and they're sweet, but but you, you start getting on their men, oof, they'll they'll rip your head off. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So if you're thirsty, go drink a glass of water. Get go a bottle drink, of water. Go hydrate. Water. <laughs> hydrate yourself. <laughs> hydrate yourself. Get some smart water so you can wise up. This yeah. ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> smart water and wise up. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. I'm gonna have to use that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yo, man. So, like, uh, so, uh, where can people find you at, my man? Yeah, so I'm on I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, at pharns194, um, and that's P-H-A-R-N-S. There's no E. Um, so you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Patrick Harney. Um, and then I'm on Twitter, but, like, but I'm not on Twitter. I barely use it, but uh, 
but I'm on there as well. And everything is at pharns194. And you can also, if you want to keep up on some of the projects that I'm doing, you can find me on IMDb as well. Um, hmm. Just just search my name and and you'll see my ugly mug pop up. And uh, oh, man, you ain't ugly. You're very good. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and I hope you know I wasn't I wasn't fishing for a compliment either. But <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know, I'm the same way, man. Cause I be thinking I'm ugly, man. Like, yeah, I'm alright this morning. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this will work, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but 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 yeah. So you can find me there, uh, and then also again, the YouTube channel is Sam and Patrick. Um, yeah, man, just find me. You can you know hit hit me up and um, keep track of what I'm doing, and I'll. You know, I'll follow back. You know, I like to, I like to try to, um, you know, I like to try to make connections with people. I like to network with people and, um, you know, men just meet some really, really cool, talented people. So, uh, so I'm all about that interaction. So like, comment and subscribe, y'all like check them yes, out. Sir. Yes, sir. I mean, from this conversation, I can tell he's got an interesting personality. Seems like a lot of fun. Who knows? Maybe you can like hit him up and be like, "Hey, yo, man, what you think about that basketball game that just happened?" Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I'll, dude. I I love basketball, man. I ran all sports really, so I'll you know I'll talk about all that stuff. True. Likewise. Who's your team? Um, for the uh, for football. So I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. Really? Yeah, I've been a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Ever since, ever since I was born, and my dad, my dad grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan back with like Roger Staubach and Danny White and Bob Hayes, um, and uh, and then you know when when I was born, you know, and like me and my brother, we grew up Cowboys fans, you know, watching. Well, I didn't get to watch. I mean, I'm I just got to watch clips, but like Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, uh, you know, Daryl Johnston. Charles Haley, you know, Dynasty. Oh my gosh, man, those guys were. Whew, those guys could do it. Alvin Harper, Ronnie Lott. Yeah, man. At one point, everybody had the Cowboys. Nowadays, New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, and it's kind of funny because like everybody hates who's winning, you know. Man. Um, I just don't like the Patriots because they cheat, but that's just me. Uh. uh yeah, I mean, we can get into a whole discussion of how much they cheat. Oh, my goodness. But at the same time, it reminds me of that South Park episode. I was just like, well, we know that you did it. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Either way, <laughs> screw you. I'm Tom Brady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, dude, I, I love that show. It's so funny, man. <laughs> oh, man, that show has, like... When they were doing the election, that mm. that I feel like was one of their best segments ever. Was the major like, douche or the or the giant turd. That was like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I was just, I was rolling the whole time and everything was just on point. Oh yeah. I, just, <laughs> I, I I I that was probably like one of their best like like series of work right there. Oh yeah. Time. Well, there was that, and then there was the 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 Coon and Friends episodes when all the all the kids were superheroes. That was funny. Or that one episode where they made fun of the uh, where they were making fun of Japanese anime and stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
I was like, what are they talking about? Dude. And then and then the 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 city walk guy, you find out oh, that he's not Asian. Welcome to City Walk. It sounds oh, like he's saying shitty walk. Oh, welcome to the shitty walk. Can I take your order, please? <laughs> oh, I remember when they had like the Mongolians and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Mongolians. They always take you down to my shitty wall. <laughs> Dude, that show is just absurd. That show is so bad, but it's so funny. That, sh- that, that show is the- everybody. It doesn't matter exactly. who. Exactly. That's what's great about them is they they will offend everybody. Um, you know, and and that's the thing is like, you know, people got to be able to laugh at themselves. And I feel like everybody takes things so. I'm not trying to be too serious here, but everything takes everybody's so sensitive now, and everybody takes things so seriously. It's like. Ease up a little bit and laugh at yourself a little bit, you know? We gotta laugh at ourselves, man. I mean, that's one of the things. Laughter is a very important part of keeping the universe solid, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you can't, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're just, you're gonna be a, you'll end up a miserable person, you know, because you're always just getting upset about something, and it's like... I mean, like, first, I always say it like this. Life is bigger than politics. Life is bigger than drama. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. There's there's more to life than arguing with the next person because they don't agree with what you agree with. Exactly. It, it's bigger than that. Like, there's so much life to live than be angry at other people. They're going to be living their lives. Yeah. I mean, exactly. yeah, you know what's funny? Okay, so you know how like South Park has the Book of Mormon, um, um, what's the name? It's the Book of Mormon, um, like live action Broadway yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Mormons go see that. If oh yeah, funny. oh yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing. I was know? like, I got respect for them because they'll laugh at themselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and what's funny, like what's what's funny? I remember, um, when when Isaac Hayes was on the show. Of South Park, yeah. Um, and he he quit the show because South Park. They did an episode on Scientology. He was a Scientologist, and he was a sci- he was a Scientologist. So he quit the show because of it. And so they were like, "Oh, okay. Well, you want to be like that? Then fine." And so they turned his character into like some like brainwashed robotic pervert that like. <laughs> kept trying to like entrap kids <laughs> it's just... uh, that, you know what's crazy though you think about it you look kind of deep into their message of that you're just like oh a lot of people do think of Scientology that way <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so as I was saying like like they get everybody and I'm I'm actually glad they do that man they don't discriminate yeah uh, they discriminate on religion. They kind of just go after everybody because they're equal opportunity offenders. That's how. <laughs> that's how like, they. You know, the world sometimes is a dumpster fire. So let's just go on ahead and give it a watch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes having a sense of humor is what's needed in the world. Exactly. I mean, if you you know if you can't. I mean, what kills me is like the people, even, there's even people who, like, I remember, I won't say his name, but I remember there was, I was on Facebook and 
this guy had posted something. Uh, he posted something on Facebook, and I had commented on it, and it was a very like it was just a very vague comment, and there was no and I'm and I'm not I'm not exaggerating this. There's there was no stance on anything in my comment. It was just a it was just a generic comment, whatever. And the guy who posted just started coming back at me saying and I wasn't contradicting his post or anything saying like trying to start a fight with me. And I was like, I was like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, and so I put in my comment. I said, what in my comment did. Did where in my comment did I say anything about. You know, about this, and I, I think I want to say it was like something like a military issue or something. I don't know. But, and yeah, and he just started coming at me and coming at me. And then he started like bashing on the military and I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, was he high or drunk or something? I have no idea. Uh, Maybe out of his mind that, (laughs) um, some people just are looking for a fight. That's why I stay away from certain people on Facebook. Oh yeah. Like for instance, one of the worst things I did was comment on the um, the situation that's going on in Alabama in a couple of these states. Mm-hmm. Man, as soon as I got a reaction from him, I was just like, yeah, I'm done with this. I already know where this is going. And it doesn't even matter like what side you speak for. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. It just causes... Like it just causes problems. That's why I try to stay away from discussion of politics. Oh my gosh, dude! I hate talking about politics with a passion because uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't get anywhere. It do, it doesn't do anything. You like, know? Oh, you're wrong. I'm right. No, you're wrong. You're right. Like, yeah. Both of you guys are wrong in a lot of aspects. Yeah, it's just all of it's always just such a nightmare when talking about politics, and so so that's why I don't do it. I I don't. I refuse to talk about <laughs> to talk about politics with people because you know, and and it's always funny when people try to bait me. You know, they'll they'll try to oh. say stuff to try to see what my view is. So I'll just change. I'll just change the conversation. <laughs> like um, none of your business. Um, yeah. Party. Well, and one that's the other thing too is like I remember like my dad was telling me that you know back in his day, it was nobody's business who you voted for. Like you wouldn't uh, even you wouldn't even think to ask someone who they voted for, and you wouldn't advertise it either. Exactly. But now it's like if somebody if somebody comes up and asks me who'd you vote for, and I say, "Well, that's none of that's none of your business," then they they're like, "Oh, well, you must have voted for so and so then." Oh, it's like no, I'm, it's none I'm of like, your business. But I'm like, I didn't say it. I didn't say anything. I just said it's none of your business. That's. Yeah, it kills me. I had the right to remain silent. I'm not going to court of law, so you ain't going to be sitting here judging and jurying me. So I'm the same way, man. Like, I have expressed in the past, like, who I'm for and who I'm against. But at the same time, I realize how much drama it is. And I've come to the conclusion I'm just going to keep it old school from now on and not say. Oh, yeah. Like, because regardless, they're going to think I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, okay. Eh, no, I ain't telling you. Yep. I don't even know how we got in this discussion. Shoot, just thinking about politics is stressing me out. I know, dude. It gives me a headache. Anyway, 
puppies, ice cream, sports, puppies, <laughs> ice cream. Oh, I was like, man, our um, our um, our similar contact. He was told you, I don't get political, so I'm glad we kind of just got off. We didn't go deep into that. Oh, that's yeah. a fucking rabbit hole, bro. Dude, and what well, and it was funny because because I told him yesterday, um, because I did a radio show last night, uh, in Royal Oak, and and I and so I was talking on the phone with Steve. Um, shout out to Steve. I, I was talking with him before, uh, like earlier in the day yesterday, and I told him, I said, all right, I said, I don't know if you've spoken with, you know, with either of these guys yet, but I just want to make, you know, I just want to make it clear that I don't, I don't talk about politics or anything like that. And, and he goes, he goes, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I always tell, I always tell people, you know, basically just stay away from politics and religion and that's, and you know, it'll be fine. So, <laughs> so right, well, yeah. why should I care? Be exactly. Be. Exactly. Like, 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 uh, like, I'll tell you, I like, I like you, man. You're, you're a cool dude. And I, and I respect you, but I'm gonna be honest. I really don't give a damn what you believe in because it's not my business. You know, I mean, same thing. Like I can say the same thing about you. Yeah. You seem like you're a down to earth dude. And that's all I need to know about you. Exactly. Like, I like the fact that you're going after your dreams. I like the fact that's, we we were talking about regular average Joe stuff. We exactly. were being regular dudes. Like it wasn't, you know, I'm talking to Patrick Harney, the the actor. I wasn't talking to Patrick Harney, the Republican or liberal, whatever you may be. I'm talking to Patrick Harney, the the person, the man. Exactly. Who is this guy? Yep. That's I want to get to know you. I don't want to I don't want to go into every aspect of your life and, you know, start a situation where it causes a judgment call. Yeah. That's not what this show's about. It's about people who do different things, whether you're an actor or an actress trying to get off the ground, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a sex worker, whatever it might be that you do in life. Because I always leave the discussion open. Exactly. But I want the discussion to be more about the person I'm talking to. Yeah, exactly. Also, short. Exactly. And also totally random, but I just thought of this. Have you, have you seen the trailer for, for murder mystery? The new Adam Sandler and, and, uh, Jennifer Aniston movie on Netflix. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, bro, dude, you have to watch the trailer, man. I'm like, Okay, you think, all right, it's Adam Sandler. A lot of his movies now are kind of garbage. But this movie looks sick. Like, it looks super good. And it's going to be on Netflix June 14th, I think, is when it's coming out. I said that one last movie he did with uh, Chris Rock was actually pretty freaking funny. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one was actually pretty... Like, he's had some hits, and then he's had some misses. Yeah. I I will forever be a Sandler fan, though. Same. Same. Like, because everybody already knows we're gonna see what he does next, regardless if we like it or not. That's one of the things I like about like Sandler. Like, we're gonna go see it because, like, I mean, you think about it, that was our childhood. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So that's always been the most important aspect of me. So I, I wanted to check this out. Murder mystery. Murder mystery. Yep. If I'm correct, I think Bobby Lee. Um. Probably did something in that movie, if I'm correct. I know Bobby Lee and I know Spade might be in it. 
That might be the movie that Bobby Lee was talking about on his podcast. I watch a lot of podcasts these days. I don't know what's going on with me. Yeah, I do too. I'm like, my name is Anthony Anthem, and um, I'm addicted to podcasts. (laughs) I could stop at any time. (laughs) I I could stop at any time, but to be quite honest, it just feels so good. (laughs) 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 Okay, maybe I took that to a whole different Uh, level. Yeah, it's starting to get into a lot different type of podcast at that point. <laughs> it's like, on the next episode of Podcast Junkie, we talk- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a potaholic. <laughs> okay, that was just corny. Um, so It's all right. It's all right. I, I was going to let you go for it, and it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay if you died a little inside from that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well with that man I I sincerely appreciate you and I'm going to check that trailer out um, thank you for just coming on the show man like this has been this has been an enjoyable talk yeah dude this has been great man definitely uh, de- de- definitely a good time thanks for having me man, I hope you had a good time on the show man I just try to keep it as easy as possible for everybody because, like, everybody deserves to be comfortable and just enjoy themselves. I'm glad we got a lot of things in common. That's what I love. Oh, yeah. Like, and I thank you for just, you know, keeping it real and being a cool dude, man. We got to stay in touch. Yes. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll have to do this again sometime, for sure. Anytime you need to plug anything or you just want to, you know, come on the show and and talk smack or talk basketball, man. You are welcome on the show. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I'll definitely take you up on that, too. Well, so with that, we have the great and future great, future legend, future myth, Patrick Hunt. <laughs> well, thank hey, you, man. I appreciate it. Because, <laughs> man, I don't want to put it in existence, man. I want to see nothing but success for you, your lady, just in general, my man. Like, so with that, I'm Anthony Anthem, aka Black Fabio, aka The Midnight Marauder, aka Young Escalade, aka um, we just Fat Denzel, bro. Fat Denzel, okay, aka Fat Denzel, aka Robert De Niro. It's over.